Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Doink and Doink in Action. This is episode number four of the podcast where Dave and I talk all things professional wrestling. Wrestling. Now, this is our episode number four. We're going to be going over a few things. We're going to be going over our recap for WWE NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool 2. It's a mouthful. Oh, man. And the Monday Night Raw January 13th, 2020 edition. And then we're going to have a little bit of a news because a lot, a lot has happened over the weekend. Some sad news. Yep. Some interesting back and forth between some wrestlers. Yep. And some really, really funny news. Yep. So we're going to get right into our Blackpool 2 recap. Now I'm going to spoil this right now. I have not been able to catch the show. Disappointed. Usually, when we record these, when we used to record them, we recorded them on Thursdays or Fridays, which would give me the three days of the week to catch up on shows I miss. But we're recording this on a Tuesday. So I wasn't able to catch it because I was actually at the movies seeing Just Mercy. We're going to talk about that more when we end up bringing our media show in. But oh boy, that movie was good. Anywho... We're going to get right into our Blackpool 2 recap. I'm going to let Dave mainly run that, and I'm going to kind of butt in whenever I have something to say about it. Okay. Well, first match on the card was Eddie Dennis and Trent Seven. And Oh, my God, what a way to open the card. This was just such a hard-hitting brawl. I mean, it's nice. Um, you have Eddie Dennis back in the ring. He's been missing for about nine months. Mm-hmm. I think he had a 20 yeah. ACL or something like that. And he didn't let Trent Seven get any type of control in this match at all. No. At all. It was... It was Eddie Dennis pretty much throughout, and this is a huge name for Dennis to go over. Oh, yeah. Because and, and we both, when we, we predicted this, we both said, oh, de- there's no way Dennis is win. Yeah. It's it, going to well, be a Trent 7 Just win. so you know, you and I both went 1-4 for four in this. Oh, yeah, we did so we, bad. We did so bad in this. Yeah, we did so, really, really so, bad. So, 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 so bad. But that doesn't matter because the pay-per-view was so, 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 so good, just like any takeover. Oh, yeah. So anybody who isn't watching the UK brand is basically cheating themselves out of the second best wrestling on the planet because it goes NXT UK and then it goes NXT and it's those two back to back one A and one B. I don't care which order you put them in. It's and, it's it's not NXT and NXT UK. It's WWE NXT. Correct, but then they're, they're not quite doing it yet until you get to the end of this show. Yeah. Okay. Because the end of this show. What a bang, what a pop, what a way to finish. But let's get to the next match, which some may argue was the best match of the card. I chose another match. So KOR retains in the triple threat match. Yeah, that's huge. By pinning Piper Niven. Yeah, which who who I thought was going to be the one that won. Yeah, and I had... Tony Storm. Or did you? No, I had KLR retaining over Tony Storm. I had Tony Storm yeah. eating the pin in this because Tony Storm would be then going into Worlds Collide versus Rhea Ripley. Yeah. But regardless, the highlight of this entire match, this entire match was Piper Niven. Oh, yeah. Piper Niven was the highlight. Suicinas, dives. Um, Showing m- that big girls can do whatever. Michinoku driving. Yeah. She was taking over this match. And then she suffered a quote-unquote core injury at yeah. some point in the match and it allowed the smaller wrestlers to take advantage. There was a chair spot in this match. There was um, multiple, multiple, multiple close calls, multiple close pinfalls. Which, which the way this end, this match ended oh, man. with uh, Tony Storm looking like she was going to win and she was going to beat Piper <sighs> Niven to win that belt and KLR, just like the heel she is, comes in and steals the victory. Yes. Just like something that happened in a triple threat match a few months back 
when Roderick Strong stole the match From. over who we thought was going to win uh, Keith Lee. Yeah, correct. But the the big thing in this match was <coughs> the fact that Storm basically hit all her big moves in this huge yeah. flurry to end the match. Yeah. First, she hits um, her Storm Zero. Storm Zero yep. on KLI. Yeah. Okay. I swear that was a three count until Piper Niven just basically pushes her in the back. Yeah. She then hits another st- uh, Storm Zero on KLI on top of Piper Niven. Then hits a. Th- then hits a pedigree. Yeah. To Piper Niven, and, and then a hits frog a frog splash. splash to Piper Niven, and then KLR comes in and hits her with a super kick, and basically gets steals Tony Storm off the win and uh, off of Niven and steals the win. Now the nice thing is that's a callback to earlier in the match because Storm tried to steal the win from KLR yep. earlier in the match. Yep. But there was just crazy, crazy, crazy amounts of spots. There was actually one point where the crowd booed because it looked like Storm was going to hit Niven with a chair. And then she didn't. She dropped the chair, and then they both attacked KLR. It was kind of a weird dynamic because the crowd didn't yeah. know how to react to it. But just a just a good match. Segwaying into the match of the night. There's nothing more I can say except you need to go and watch it, everybody out there, because oh my god, big strong boy, big strong boy, Tyler Bate goes over Jordan Devlin. These guys, I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, they met in a match. At, no, they didn't. I was going to say at Blackpool 1. Didn't so, they meet in a match at Blackpool 1? So they met at the UK Championship match. They were in the quarterfinals against each other. That was That's the right. last time that they met. Okay? And I'll tell you something right now. Let these guys fight. Yeah. Let them fight forever. Because, oh my God. I mean, I don't want to spoil much because people should really just go out and really watch this match. I have a full breakdown of like what happened in this match. All I'm going to say is, there's at one point, these guys are standing toe-to-toe. And you want to talk about the Monday night fist fight match that was supposed to... -to Toe-to-toe, 60 seconds, these guys are throwing haymakers, hitting each other square on the button, right on the chin. It was out of control. Just incredible. These two guys put on not only the match of the night, we're in January. This is a match of the year contender Right now, and I know we have a lot on our plate right now to be talking about for matches. Yeah, there's the- not a there's not a ton really out there yet. Well, again, we're only in January. Yeah, we're what? We're fourteen the, days. Fourteen days in. Yeah. Okay. This will be a top ten match on anybody's top ten list. Yeah. Coming into the end of the year when we're when we're recapping the year because yeah. that's how good this match was. Yeah. Everything from the big strong strong boy chants from the crowd to open up the night. Oh. You know what, Tyler, know. Tyler Bate, Tyler Bate, it's NXT, insane. NXT UK's crowds have the greatest chance of all time. Dude, they had the Tyler Bate chant going for a steady, steady two minutes. Two minutes. They took, they took over. Like, Tyler Bate didn't know what to do to start the match because you had the whole crowd. Tyler, Tyler Bate. It was incredible, dude. Incredible. I could feel it. Yeah. On my phone, like an idiot, while I'm driving, watching and listening to this thing. It was just incredible to just listen to it. Yeah, but the match. I don't think I don't think you would need to watch NXT UK. You no. can just listen you to the crowd. Yes, and you'd know exactly what's happening. Yes, just listen to the crowd, man, because they were behind. They were behind Tyler Bate. Then there was a point in the match where it was Jordan Devlin, Tyler Bate. It was just going back and forth. Yeah, it was like a fifty. And, and, oh. and I don't know how many independent shows and small shows you've been to, but there's a big difference between a small independent show and a big. 
WWE show. Yeah. Like a big stadium show. You get the atmosphere, but you don't get it that much. No. But when you go to a small like NXT I've been, or an independent show, yep. oh my God, you can feel the I've energy. Been to, I've been to three. And then go to one in the UK. And it's turned and it's, up to 11. It's, yeah. It's cranked to 12. <laughs> it's crazy, It is dude. through the roof. Yes. Um, Tyler Bate scores the win by hitting Tyler Driver 97. And he only gets a two count. And then he hits a corkscrew senton to end the match. Yeah. And this is after Devlin hit the devil and I. Yeah. And only gets a two count. But when I tell you it's only a two count, it was a two and... Um, Seven eighths. Well, no, they, they do it in centimeters, right? So, like, 700 centimeters. How's that? Because that's how close it was to the yeah. mat. It was ridiculous how, how bait kicked out of that. And both of us had Devlin going over. Yeah. But thinking now, this may be Devlin's move to NXT now. He has nothing yeah. else leaving him in the UK. Yeah. So, like, we would joke. I think Bate could move up to him, too. I don't. I think Bate stays. But I think Devlin's move over to NXT allows that faction that we kind of just, like, throwing it out there last uh, last episode um, where we're talking Devlin and Bala. Yeah. Kind of just, th- just kind of throw it out there because now all of a sudden, like, what's Devlin got to fight for True. in UK? Yeah. He can't beat Bate. And the next time him and Bate should meet up will be at NXT once Bate moves on from possibly his next match with Walter that he's not going to beat Walter. Yeah. It's just one of those things. Yeah. Fatal 4-Way tag match. First ever ladder match in NXT UK. Really? Yes. Wow. Okay. And what a ladder match. Better. Better Better than the NXT NXT 25 25 match. Better than the NXT 25 match. Wow. Just because of South Coast subculture. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. The double moonsault that they hit off the 20-foot ladder onto Wolfgang, who was prone on a table, a la Jeff Hardy, at any TLC match. I'll tell you something right now. They kept ma- the, the, Nigel McGuinness kept making the comments about how Hardy, the Hardy boys and the Dudley boys and Edge and Christian uh, must have ringing in their ears and they can feel the energy because this match harkened back to those matches. There was a, I mean, back in the day, it was called the gore from Rhino, but there was a spear from Wolfgang through a ladder. The ladder just disintegrated when um, um, Fabian Eichner was put through it. It was incredible. Like, so many ladder spots, so many breaking ladder spots, table spots, um, Suicina dives. Obviously, you get the traditional finish where one guy's at the top of the ladder and another guy pushes the ladder into the big crowd that's waiting yeah. outside, and then the two guys climb to the top and get yeah. their belts. But Gallus came out on top. Um, based on the outcome of the final match, this makes sense. Instead yeah. of having all the, I mean, I would have liked to have all the belts in one faction. Yeah, but they decided not to. They decided to leave it as the two belts are going to stay on Gallus and to jump ahead to the main event. They kept the belt on Walter in just an absolute hard-hitting match. Oh, yeah. You know, I expect nothing less of these two. Well, we made the comment, or I made the comment, on the episode of Raw where Drew McIntyre chopped uh, Randy uh, Orton. Yeah. Okay. Walter, oh, my God. Walter has Joe, some of the, the stiffest and strongest chops in all of professional wrestling. Joe Coffey got hit with a chop and immediately fell to his knees. Like, immediately. And Joe Coffey's a big boy. Oh, yeah. And it was incredible to watch. And the other thing, too, is, you know, we called Alexander Wolf. We completely missed Ildra Dragunov. 
Yeah. Ilja Dragunov came out, made the save versus Wolf, but then cost Coffee the match because Dragunov went and um, hit, I guess, like a a kick, and it forced Wolf into Coffee into Coffee's knee, and then the knee was garbage for the rest of the match. But it's funny because Walter didn't even target the knee for the rest of the match. Yeah. Walter ended up using his chops against Coffee's back, power bomb after power bomb after clothesline, chopping him in the back like. Open hand chops right to the swole of his back. And then he finishes it with a modified sleeper where he's got him on the ground and just wrenching him back. And his whole face is turning white. And wow. then finally, Coffee just taps. But the nice thing at the end of this match was as, as Walter's rolling off Coffee, he pats him on the shoulder. Like, he earned good his match. respect. Good match. He, he you, earned you, the ring general's, general's respect. respect. Exactly. That's cool. Again, I. Which I think, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't there a a show of respect at the end of the Walter Taylor, Tyler, Tyler Bate, Bate match? Man. Yes, which which shows the class. They might be heels, but they're still class. Yes. If you put on a good match against Imperium, they'll let you know you put on a good match against Imperium. Yeah, the thing is, that's that's so crazy about Walter is this guy can do it all. Oh, everything. He is. He, we're, we're too young to really. Remember, Andre the Giant, I know you are. I definitely am. The thing about this is that Andre, when he was in his young years, when he was in Europe, was a big guy who could go to the top rope and hit splashes. Walter can do that. Walter can chop you in half. Walter can powerbomb you. Walter has that short-arm clothesline where he can end the match. And he's technical enough to use sleeper holds and cross faces on the floor and all this stuff. Just what a total package. And then you get the end. You get all the little harmony and the little symphony playing. The crowd yeah. chant in NXT UK, NXT. All of a sudden, they put their hands behind their back for the little pose. And who comes out of the crowd? Yui. The UE. And they clear the ring. They hit Walter with the high-low. Roderick Strong hits a backbreaker on the outside. I think on Alexander Wolf because he's pretty much the only healthy guy after the ladder match from the other two. Yeah. And then basically you have Adam Cole just calling out Walter. This doesn't end here. This ends at Worlds Collide. Yeah, I'm ending Worlds you collide. at Worlds Collide. And then he hits him with the last shot. And then they just stand there. Yui in the middle of the ring. And everybody chanting in the crowd, undisputed. That's awesome. Chills. Just right down your spine just watching this, man. And I'll tell you something right now. Two hours and 30 minutes never went by so fast. Never went by so fast. Really? It's a fast moving... It is just non-stop, dude. It, it did not... From, and that's the, from I, the first match, again, we, we kind of knocked the whole Dennis 7 match from the first match. Yeah, and that's what I love about NXT and NXT UK. Their pay-per-views are two and a half, maybe three hours long. Yep. And you can sit it start to finish, and you don't even realize that there's t that much time passing. Because when you get a traditional WWE pay-per-view, more so like three, four, five years ago, WrestleMania 32, oh, 31. God. Even last where there year's was, WrestleMania where there was, was so many hours. stretched out matches and matches that didn't need to be as long as they were. Triple H Batista last year did yes. not need to be that no, long. No, it didn't. It took away from other matches that should have been longer. Exactly. So with these matches, they're short four or five match cards, but it's 30 minute, 25 minute, 35, 40, 50 minute matches. Yeah. And you can't get enough of it. Nope. You. This is a pay-per-view. Everybody. Everybody needs to go. If you are a wrestling fan, 
this is what you need to go you need, watch. You don't need to be an NXT fan. No. You need to be a wrestling fan. You need to enjoy the art of sports entertainment and wrestling. Because not only does this NXT UK division put on a great, great, great match in the ring, it's the stories that they tell within those matches inside the ring. It's Dennis coming back from a busted ACL to get a name and knock him off the list. It's KLR retaining in a heel manner while Tony Storm tried to do the same tactic earlier in the match. So is Tony slightly making that turn? It's the story of um, Piper Niven showing that she can do everything. what everything everybody else can do. People have put her down because of her size, but she can go just like anybody else. Correct. It's the stories of um, South Coast subculture, Grizzled Young Veteran, who I didn't even really highlight in the package because... There was just so much to talk about in that ladder match. It's the history now of a ladder match being in NXT UK, having never happened before. The ring general holding his title once again. Yes. Oh, and then a big strong boy, Tyler Bate, and Jordan Devlin tearing the house down. Two small guys, Dude. but putting on the match of the night. And like I said, possible match of the year, period. Mark it down January 1st. 14th, it was the 12th, January 12th. But I'm saying tonight, yeah. January 14th, 2020. Mark my words, this will be on everybody's top 10 list, and there's no reason it shouldn't be because it was just that good. Yeah. End game. And again, leading into Worlds Collide, telling another great story. Yeah. You have the two factions now butting against each other. Yeah. What else could you ask for? I mean, honestly. I don't think we could really ask for much else. Uh, we're going to move right into Monday Night Raw. The January 13th edition of 2020. Um, this is, I think, technically the second Raw of 2020. Yeah. Yes. Second Raw of 2020. It was all right. I missed it. Um, my um, niece had taken over the TV last night. Yeah. So I totally, missed it. So I went to um, the gym. Totally fine. Um, starts off really strong with Randy Orton and AJ Styles coming out. I'm pretty sure... Both of them have announced for the Rumble. Okay. Um, they're going back and forth. AJ and Orton are kind of saying that, oh, AJ has the best RKO. AJ has the best draping DDT and all that kind of stuff. And like AJ's like, I did it better. Orton's like, I've been doing it since you were in diapers or something like that. And then out comes Drew McIntyre. And it's kind of basically going to the crowd and saying, like, why are we all talking out here? Wouldn't, wouldn't this crowd... In I think it's said Lexington, Kentucky, Lexington, Kentucky, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like he called out the crowd and like where they're like at. So like a total face thing. He's like, "Wouldn't you want to see us all fight here?" And this match ended. It was a really, really good back and forth match between all of them. Mm -hmm. um, I think AJ starts or someone starts with something, and then AJ, uh, Orton does the finger eye poke because it's a triple threat. He's allowed to. Yeah, right in the beginning of the match. Um, but the way this match ended, which I'm going to jump right to the end, the ultimate opportunist came in, but not Orton. AJ goes up and he does the, he's doing the slam thing on the ground or whatever. And he goes to go for the RKO. He gets it countered into an A, uh, styles, styles clash, clash. I heard by about Orton. This. Yeah. Orton gets up after the styles clash, eats a claymore, gets sent out of the ring and McIntyre pins Styles one two three. Awesome. The same way Kaylee Ray did it. The same way Roderick Strong did it. I love when people come in after having someone's finisher hit on somebody else and stealing a win. I love it. 
face heal doesn't matter. It's a great it's a, it's a great way to end the triple threat. Yeah. Because so, it keeps everybody involved. Exactly. Everyone involved and everyone looks strong still. Yep. Uh, up next, a uh, quick, quick match between uh, Ricochet and Mojo Raleigh. Well, I mean, good to see Ricochet back on TV. Yeah, he's Ricochet is back on TV. Yep. And he's winning. That's which all Which is important. Is. So he's going to get a few more wins on his belt and hopefully get put back into a decent picture. Um, here's what pisses both David and I off Charlotte Flair defeats Sarah Logan in a squash. In a friggin' squash match. I thought for a second that Sarah Logan could have won this. I, there thought, was a, I thought for a second maybe, you know, WWE's listened to the fans. Yeah, because Sarah Logan's a great talent, but she's been squashed two weeks in a row by Charlotte Flair for no reason. Nope. She would be better off. I know we like to say, like, people don't want to be in the back eating catering. They want to be on TV. Eat some catering. Right now, she'd be better in the back eating catering because she wouldn't be getting embarrassed by... Charlotte Flair and getting annoyed and possibly if this keeps happening she might leave the company yeah because that's what a lot of people have done is they'll leave the company if they continue to get squashed for no reason yep and get no offense whatsoever yep I mean they made the mistake last week by not letting her just walk away as if she had skinned Charlotte Flair by taking her robe yes this week was even worse Charlotte Flair does not need the rub who? Why does Charlotte Flair need to squash Sarah Logan? Why I mean, it's she... bad enough that Sarah Logan's losing on main event and why, every week. And why is Sarah Logan, or why is Charlotte Flair in a in a match with Sarah Logan anyway? If you're not, gonna, why is she not, not going to give the rub? Exactly. Why is she not in a higher card feud where she could be going back and forth? Why isn't she in a feud with Kyrie Sane? Well, Sane's why is her? She... Isn't she? I don't think so. I, I possibly that I might be why they. I think she has a concussion from the um, that's from right the, from the ladder match because if right. you watch ladder match, she kind of was out of it for most of it. That's right. That might be why. But anyhow, but this is just a bad move for Logan. Let's let Charlotte take some time off. Yeah. Don't what? like don't like sideliner because she's hurt. She works so friggin' hard. Let her take a break. I just don't like it. I don't like it at all. Neither of us do. Now this is the part that you said you did oh, catch. I love it. Brock Lesnar finds his way to the ring with Paul Heyman, and they're basically recapping what they said last week, where Brock's going to come out first. He's he's going to win the whole thing. It's not it's not a, uh, a prediction. It's a spoiler. Blah blah blah. And then our tr- and then Paul says something about the truth, and then our truth music hits. Our truth comes out with his twenty four seven belt and everything, and kind of gets the mic and says, "I'm entering into the Royal Rumble." Because I'm going to be the one that's going to eliminate you. And he's looking at Paul Heyman. Because he thought that Paul Heyman was the one that entered the Royal Rumble at number one. So awesome. so as soon as Truth finds out that it's Brock, he's like, I'm officially de-entering from the Royal Rumble. And then, um, kind of, what's his face? Um, Brock gets in his face and all that stuff and kind of, and then Truth tries to walk away and then gets he eats a huge F5. Yep. And then I don't remember what Brock says, but it was something hilarious. Uh, he got on the mic and he's like, um, that's the truth or something like that. Some pun or something. And he got out the ring. And then at the end of that, um, the referees were helping Truth to the back. And out comes Mojo Raleigh. Two time. 24 7 champion. Hits him with something or rather. Hits him with a boot or something. One, two, three, and he's the new 24-7 champion. I know. 
and and Truth gets up and he's like, "What just happened? Yeah, what Com- just happened? Completely out of it. Completely out of it. Oh no, 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 no. What Brock said, he was like, "This is what a champion looks like," and oh. holds up his. Or he's like. This is a real championship because he picked up the twenty four seven belt like he was gonna take the, do the pin and hold both belts, but he threw the belt on the him, picked his belt up, threw it over his shoulder, and like this is a real championship. Threw the mic at him. That's what he said. Oh man, Ron Killings is a gift from God. Oh yeah, he is. He's over fifty and he's been putting in so much work. I know, man. So oh god, imagine if he eliminates Brock Lesnar and he ends up and Lesnar ends up challenging him. And it's an absolute squash at WrestleMania. Yeah, that'd be funny, but that would be a waste of a match. It would. It would. But it'd be funny. It would. Let's let's put together 2K20 and just record our truth versus Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Without the glitches. Without the glitches. Preferably. Um, up next, we had Lashley, uh, all accompanied by Lana, uh, against Rusev. Accompanied by Morgan. Uh, no, actually... He just came out on his own. Okay. And then later on in the match, because Lana started to get involved, um, Liv Morgan came out Okay, and kind of got involved. And she caused a distraction, which caused Lashley to win. So they got the f- last laugh for this match. But that sets up next week a mixed tag match. Okay. I mean, I don't like seeing Lana in the ring. She's not. She's not. No. A, she's not an in-ring talent you know no, what I mean? she's she's, she's solely man- she's a managerial manager. role yeah, exactly um but we'll see what happens with this because um it'd be nice to get Liv morgan back in the ring yes she's good that's gonna ring. be very very good yeah um hopefully hopefully lana can do enough to not make Liv morgan look weak by her having to try and carry lana if that yeah. makes any sense no, no no it makes a lot of sense it makes a lot of sense um up next was uh the war raider or no, I think it was the Singh brothers put out an open challenge to face them, and the War Raiders came out and accepted that open challenge and absolutely demolished the Singh brothers. Here's a question for you. Who's going to stop the Raiders? Are you going to say the OC? Nope. I told you. The, the next champions are going to be the Street Profits. So the Street Profits are going to defeat the Raiders. The OC because it's going to be a triple threat match. Oh, so the Street Profits are going to pin the OC, winning the belts, meaning the Raiders never take a loss. Correct. And that's when you introduce the Forgotten Sons to the main Raw roster. Nope. You know who's going to be the next tag team champions on Raw? Who? Authors of Pain. You think so? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Okay. Wow, mm-hmm. I mean, we, that, we had talked we had talked about that a couple of months ago, but the thing is, is I don't see them hunting any belts yet, as long as Rollins isn't in a title picture, because I see them being more the muscle to make sure that Rollins gets a belt and retains it. But there's no belt for Rollins to go for right we'll now. We'll talk about this a little bit more a little later on in this episode, because some big oh, stuff got, happened. No, someone got added. I know in this faction. Yeah. Um, up next <clears throat> was a contract signing between Lynch and Asuka. Now, my favorite part of this whole thing is Jerry was in the middle between, like, at the edge of the table, and they were on each side. And Kyrie Sane is standing there while Asuka's sitting in the chair. And Kyrie Sane just kind of starts tiptoeing behind Lynch. 
uh, not behind Lynch, behind King, and kind of goes up to uh, Becky. And then Becky's like, she sees her. She gets up. She's fed up. <laughs> and Kyrie just starts poking her with the umbrella. <laughs> and, like, the thing, like, the um, it looks like she's trying to stab her with it. Yeah. Because the umbrella keeps opening yep, and yep. closing. And it just, <laughs> and then she just gets, like, batted away or whatever. But it ends with Asuka getting one up on Becky Lynch with the green mist and again. They, they need to keep letting Asuka get the one up. Because she's not winning that belt. She needs to she's win that belt. She's not winning that belt at Rumble. She needs to win the belt. Uh, they need to put the belt on Asuka. Make her Asuka two belts. Make her hold the belt going into in, into WrestleMania. A week from Saturday's episode. This coming Saturday. A week from Saturday's episode. We're going to be doing our full Royal Rumble predictions. Okay. All right. So, All right. Without a doubt on that. We'll 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 argue more about this later. All right, we will. Um up next, we had a uh, quick quick match between Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy. <sighs> Alistair Black got the W again. I know. I know. And Buddy this Murphy is, looked distraught. Well, he can't beat Black, man. Yeah. He well, he can't beat Black on his own. Yeah. We'll see. Uh up next, we had uh Rowan destroying a local competitor. Now, here's another question for you. What's in Rowan's cage? <laughs> oh God! I mean, it's like the disembodied. Uh, it's like it's like the um. Remember the lockbox that the reason why Shane came back to the WWE to get the lockbox that Undertaker and Vince were protecting. And yeah, we never got an answer to that. No. Um, what's in the cage? It's gonna be something stupid. It's gonna be like doll heads. I re- I mean, it's gonna be something absolutely ridiculous, dude. <laughs> There's no way that this can be a serious angle. I have no clue, man. I mean, I've heard some stupid takes about this. People have said hornswoggle. Oh my! Please no. Please no. Um, I mean, I don't get it because last week the guy Mojo. got all the red on his face after he got his face pressed against the cage. It's Kabuki. I don't know. I, I I honestly don't know where they're going with this, but they really need to get to an end point with it. Yeah. Cause, yeah. I mean, it's just, they it, need to get there quick because Rowan was this huge powerhouse when he came back. He was a huge powerhouse with the Bludgeon Brothers. Yep. He was a huge powerhouse when he came back with, with Daniel, uh, Bryan. Daniel Bryan. And then he rejoined with Rowan. And oh, Rowan Harper. left. Harper. And he just left. Yep. Well, so Harper's now, been let go. So he got not- let go. And now he, there's talks that it might end up in AEW. Yeah, well, that's what happens when anybody leaves the E. Yeah. That's a talk. And then Rowan's just being used as this guy carrying around a bag of something or rather. Dude, it it, it beats me with what could possibly be in there. I don't know, dude. All right. Last week's dinner. Yeah. The first ever fist fight. Now, quickly, we'll go over the rules. No holds balled, barred, no DQ. Shut up. <laughs> no holds barred, no DQ, uh, no count out, no pinfall, no submission. The referees determine when the other team can't continue, the team who's incapacitated the other team first wins. Okay. Essentially. Okay. So it's like a last man standing, but without time, it's like if they're out, they're out. Okay. This was a good, good match. It's a good way to go off the air. It's a very good way to go off the air. Um, it looked almost like um, 
the 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 faces were going to win. Show was in the ring with I believe Rollins. Just Rollins. I mean, that is a if if there's yeah. any kind of favoritism in that match at all, yeah. it's that it's that one on one dynamic. Because AOP and uh, Joe Owens, Owens and found them oh, way yeah. out into the crowd and out to the side and everything. Yeah, up to the announce table. Yeah, where, where there was a huge spot at the end too. Yeah. Oh, a huge spot. Um, and Show finds his way with Rollins, and then from behind Big Show comes a low blow from Buddy Murphy. Yep. And Murphy has found himself aligned with the Monday Night Messiah, Seth Rollins, and the Authors of Pain. Because a table was set up in the corner, and Buddy Murphy assisted Seth Rollins in throwing Big Show through the table. After that spot, AOP put both Joe and Owens through the announce table. Yeah. Which well, a lot. Actually, put Joe on the announce table and then put Owens through Joe through, through the, the announce, announce table. table. Like, wow. And found themselves winning the match. Now making this faction four. I don't know if it's necessarily a faction. Um, I think you're starting to see the heels all start to team up. Um, but we'll see. We'll see where this where this is really headed, because this gives me a very straight edge society feel. Oh, it does. Oh, oh, for sure. Because it's like it's not like a faction where they're all teammates. Mm-hmm. It's like there's Seth Rollins, and then there's his followers. Yeah, yeah, the Monday Night Messiah and his apostles. Yeah. Oh, I imagine that's what they come up with the name for it. It's Rollins and his apostles. Yep. Oh, shoot. Well, I mean, in, in the Bible, it's the Gospels who follow, but there's yeah. also the apostles. Yeah. And it just makes sense. You have the authors of pain. You just yeah. change the A. Yeah. Um. <laughs> all right. So we're going to move on to some news now that Raw's, we've gone over Raw. Um. I wrote it down in a, a way. I'm going to kind of flip things around a little bit. There was a few, I think six more signees for the Performance Center. Yep. Two names stood out. Jake Atlas and one specifically Mercedes Martinez. A huge standout in the May Young Classic. Yep. So that's a huge signing that she's finally signed with the PC. Yeah. Um, we could see her in NXT probably late late this year, if not early, early next, next year. year. Yeah. Um, up next, we have a little bit of funny news. Um, Corbin... So the city of Corbin, Kentucky, is now the city of King Corbin, Kentucky. Um, the mayor of Corbin, Kentucky, actually signed a document to name uh, the city after King Corbin in WWE because she is a huge WWE fan and it's a big wrestling community. Um, that's just a little funny. King Corbin, Kentucky. It's awesome. I, well, I, you I, should I, make a trip to King I, Corbin, Kentucky. We should. We should. We should definitely go down there and see what it's all about. Maybe they got like a big mural for him. Possibly. Or like a statue. Yeah, the awesome. In the middle. Just a big lone wolf and King Corbin riding on the back of it. Oh. But he's not a lone wolf anymore. That's the problem. I know. He has a... He's got his little... Po- he's got his own little, little faction. Pot. Yeah. That he's got building over on the SmackDown side. Yep. Um, A little bit of sad news. Yes. Um, Triple A legend. WCW legend. WCW legend. Um, CMLL legend. La Parca. Passed away tragically over the over the weekend, I believe. Yeah, 
um, after sustaining an injury from taking a suicida into a metal barrier. Yep. Yeah. The, uh, uh, the injury the, happened last year. Um, yeah. And but that it's just, and that caught it and yep he's unfortunately he never passed recovered. away. Yep. And then the big news over the weekend: Tessa Blanchard, <sighs> the new Impact World Heavyweight Champion. Yes. And the outcast of the female wrestling community. Yeah, not just Impact Wrestling community. No, the no. female wrestling female. community. We're talking international. We're talking here in the U.S. We're talking in the U. We're talking in Japan. We're talking everywhere. Uh, she is Mexico. She has really earned herself a reputation, and then she goes out and she puts in a tweet what she puts in there, and people are eating her alive. Yeah, essentially, she wanted. She wanted all women wrestlers to stay together, to be like a sorority, to be sisters and support each other and everything. And she got called out by numerous other female talents, uh, bringing at back uh, information where she put them down. She told them they'd never be good enough. She told them that you're never going to amount to anything, that you should just quit, that you're never going to be good as me, that... I mean, she's used profanity. She's racial used slurs. racial slurs. She's been stiff in matches where she didn't need to be stiff in matches. Yeah. She did but, a, but this isn't coming from us. We're not saying that she actually has, but this is what's come out from, from many talents. All of the wrestle a lot of other wrestlers. Um and she has had some backing. Uh, a wrestler named Moose, who is an impact, uh, he came to the defense because he called out a couple of the people that um, called her out specifically Chelsea Green, uh, NXT talent, um, about how they have had some pretty bad things to say about Tessa and kind of came to her side. This is a very, very ugly situation. Oh, especially with the way that the women's movement is happening in many, in many worlds, yes. not just yeah, in yeah. wrestling. I mean, we, we continue to talk up the, the women's divisions yeah. here in the United States with. You know, NXT, NXT Women's Division or the, AEW Women's Division or WWE Raw SmackDown. Yep, and you know, after showcasing the NXT Women's Division this past week in uh, NXT UK's Blackpool too, I mean, look at some of the places where some of these talents have come: Scotland, Ireland, Australia. Yeah, it, it, they're coming from all over the world. So Tessa Blanchard has not again. You're hearing. I I always like to tell my kids that there's three versions of a story. There's his side, there's her side, and then somewhere in the middle, you're gonna find the truth. Yeah. So you got one guy backing Tessa, and then you've got a litany of talents against Tessa. Against Tessa. So something obviously has happened, and only Tessa knows the truth. Exactly. Yeah. But. Who's to say that Tessa's going to come out and say, yes, I've said these things, but yes, these people have said these things to me. Yeah. We're never going to know. Well, unless Tessa comes out and says unless it. Unless Tessa comes out and just lays everything out, we'll never know. So I want to close with two pieces of fantasy booking. Okay. Doubling off of the UK Blackpool thing. Okay. All right. So one is a question you presented to me about uh, tag team championships with the Viking Raiders. Who takes the title off of Walter? Mm-hmm. And two, with Dragonoff accidentally costing Coffee the match, does that give you a Dragonoff Coffee feud? 
So I'm going to start with your second question. I don't think it's going to lead to a match because they are both faces and they're not going to turn Coffee heel just to have him have a match against Ilja. Unless Ilja aligns himself with Imperium. Which I don't see. Which I don't see. Because he doesn't like Wolf. I don't think there will... Uh, I don't think there will be a match right now. Okay. It, will there ever be a match? Probably. Okay. I don't think there's ever going to... I don't think there's going to be a match now. Yeah, they're not going to turn Coffee heel like no. you said. No, and they're not going to turn Ilja to heel. Yep. Unless he aligns with Imperium, which, as I said, we said, is not going to happen. Okay. Who is going to take the belt off Valter? I want to make a big prediction here. It's going to be someone who's not in NXT UK right now. Okay. It's going to be someone in NXT. I'm not sure who. Give me a minute to think. Okay. Give me a couple days to think. That's fine. We can. We and can I will come bring back this back questions. when we come to NXT. Yep. On later Thursday. on in the week. Yes. Because I have my answer, but I will wait until Thursday. Yeah. To give, give my me, answer. Give me a couple days to to think about this and to sit on it and stew on it. Okay. And I'll get back to you on that. Sounds good. Because now we release these couple day every couple exactly. days. We can actually have conversations like this. We can have little teases. So, uh, we want to thank you all so much for coming out and listening to this. Uh, you obviously can follow our social media. It's listed down below. Um, we are going to be rolling out another couple of shows very soon. I'm um, just kind of announcing that right now. Um, sports will be sports back. Sports will be back, hopefully within the next couple of days. Um, media might be a little bit more before that comes out. We kind of want to figure out how we want to set that up, if we want to do it on audio or if we want to have an actual video set or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's more of a conversation David and I need to have. Can um, finally see this mug. Exactly. And mine. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> um, anywho, uh, I think that's been it for us. Uh, I think we got two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out.